Um, but I think the essence of the social instinct is care in a lot of ways. It's just like a measurement of who do you care for? I would imagine like on a body level it has something to do with feeling regulated by somebody. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's good. Like what we call resonance or something. I think I'm outsourcing social sometimes by like, like one of you guys will be like, oh yeah, this person's cool. And I'll be like, all right, they're fine. That's it. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 totally. I get so nervous. Yeah. I get so nervous when you guys say someone's cool. I'm like, we don't know that that's true. <laughs> the Big Hormone Enneagram. John Lukovich, 415, Sexual Self-Prize, 458 Trifix. I'm David Gray, Self-Prize Sexual, 9 with One Wing, 974 Trifix. What up, it's Emika. I'm an 8 Wing 7, Sexual Self-Prize with 854 Fixes. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a Social Self-Preservation, 9 Wing 1, 963 Trifix. Like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify and uh, leave us a review. If you want to support the show with a donation, you can find us on Venmo at Big Hormone and paypal.me forward slash Big Hormone. And we're back. Do you miss us? So, so we're trying to get back into it with the social instinct. We did an episode about social pain not too long ago, and we're trying to find new terms like we did with the sexual instinct, uh, like polarity and tension, find new terms for social. But before we get into that, I'm going to hit you with the usual plugs. Buy John's book, The Instinctual Drives in the Enneagram. You can find it on Amazon, leave a review. Uh, you can go to John and Josh's website, theenneagramschool.com. They've got a course on object relations in the centers. They also have a course coming up on like an intro to the Enneagram course coming up. Uh, right now, there's the attachment support group going on. It's already filled. It's too late. But if you want to be part of the list for the next time, you can join their email list and you can stay up to date on what's going on with the Enneagram School. Uh, DAA, Dark Arts Academy. We are trying to get dangerously perceptive and skilled at seeing the types clearly so that we can have intuition for what the types are and what they're not. And we recently did a class on HRH Collection and James Sexton, who's a lawyer, divorce lawyer on uh, the YouTube page, Soft White Belly. Very interesting conversation. So check that out at anygrammer.com. And also, if you haven't been typed by us, you can get your core type, trifix, and instinct stacking typed by our team. And you can find all this information at anygrammer.com. Alexandra is the world leading expert on the Enneagram and astrology. And you can find all this information at our website, Saturn Ruled 9. Dot com. She also has a YouTube page, Saturn 9, where she explores the Enneagramic connections in reality TV. She is, I think she says she's going to do Love is Blind soon. So check that out. And David still has his Trifix booklet available at Enneagrammer.com. It's impressionistic, it's groovy. And if you've bought it once, you can buy it again so you can stay connected to David. Okay? I've been teasing it, I've been hinting at it, I've been talking outright about it for months now, and finally, uh, we have information on the Egypt trip. So my friends Lena and Diana are two Egyptian-American women who've been doing their own trips to Egypt for quite some time um, to reconnect with their own heritage, and they've uh, hooked up with me to nerd out and bring another kind of esoteric element to the trip. So we are going to be launching this thing. We're doing it March 3rd to the 14th. Um, You can find information on it at EgyptRetreats.com. The early bird special is $4,400 per person, which ends October 15th. So get that in. And the full price is $4,700, which begins October 16th. And I know that is expensive, but uh, first of all, prices in Egypt have just been going way the fuck up. But it's a really rare experience. It's going to be really special. Um, Lena and Diana are yoga teachers. Lena's a chef. And they are going to provide a really beautiful holding environment and offer things like yoga and, and a lot of just uh, like knowing the culture and, and bringing the culture. And I'm going to go full in on um, 
esoteric John and uh, really going to explore ancient Egypt from the point of view of the symbolist perspective and the fourth way, the origins of the Enneagram and the Western spiritual tradition. And uh, so it'll be both very fun and also serious, and which is kind of the best thing, best of both orientations. Part of the reason it's expensive is that we will be doing a meditation in the Great Pyramid on our own as a group, which is very cool. And we'll be staying in Cairo, Abydos, Aswan, and Luxor. And when we're in Luxor, we will be staying five nights on a Dahabeya, which is a special kind of boat. So that's a really cool experience. We're going to go down the Nile from Luxor to Aswan. Uh, we'll be jumping in the Nile and doing all that shit. Uh, it'll be just a really special experience. I'll be introducing a lot of practices and inner exercises. And uh, yeah, looking at some of the most beautiful art and architecture that is, you know, some of it is old as 5,000 years or more. And we've done an Egypt episode, so go listen to that um, if you want more. But And I can do more in the, another episode in the future if there's still questions out there. But Basically, what I think is so amazing and inspiring and special about Egypt from the point of view of the Enneagram and inner work is that the Egyptians, for their flaws and for their humanness, they were really aiming to make a civilization that uh, was as close as possible to a relationship with inner life. In other words, uh, you know, they were seeking to live in a way that was the most in alignment with their inner life. And so every single thing in Egypt had beauty and importance and significance. And so when you're doing inner work, when you're interested in these kind of inner things, it can seem uh, there, there's a certain loneliness in it because almost nothing in the outer world reflects that sort of dedication to inner life. And yet the Egyptians really gave it a shot and they lasted 3,000 years and they made some incredible shit that is, it just deeply feeds you on this impression level. And I think that it makes you take your inner work very seriously because you can see it wasn't just these individuals siloed, you know, small groups or individuals doing their own little practice. It was uh, something shared by everybody. And so you come, you you see the results. You see the the incredible artwork, and you see the architecture, and you see these things that required a really fine and refined attention um, to create. And so, you know, I don't know anybody that has had a trip like this, one of these more symbolist kind of uh, trips, and not felt a deep change in themselves and a deep change in the way they orient to to inner life and i mean it, it changes things that you wouldn't expect so um egyptretreats.com you can learn more about everything and uh i hope to see some of y'all there uh it'll be a really special experience it'll be both a fun trip and a pilgrimage we didn't i mean we only did one episode for, about social didn't we it seemed like it was the beginning of a, a cycle with the, yeah that could keep going yeah that's true um i okay. mean and people really really uh like a lot of social types are bawling their eyes out about that shit i know yeah i saw a few posts in the group of people that talked about those episodes that's the social pain episode mm -hmm. okay yeah I, i'd be curious to see if there can be some new language around what a social type like you know like we came up with sexual polarity intention or what you know mm -hmm. some new words that made it a little bit easier to right. find I would be interested to see if there would be some new word. Like, what are social types doing? Like, what 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 is a good word to what's sum up the, what what they're the doing? Correlate to sexual polarity, right? Yeah. Like the sense that you're trying to get to. Like, what is the, the mm -hmm. like you know? If there is there a new word that's come to you about yeah. that? Yeah, like I mean, something that I'm also curious about. Uh, I've always had a thing of being mad when I gave part of myself away to somebody. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like so when true. I have been exposed or when I have like been vulnerable and, and I'll have this kind of like regret. Like mm. there's a sort of like, man, I gave all this time and then I feel like fucking like, what, like this yeah, person used. used. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And 
And that's partly from not having a social radar, right? Not having a social radar, but there's this, there's something else there. There's like, uh, it kind of made me think of what I wanted it to be or thought it was supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like that we all do have that with us, you know, in some way, like we have a vision of what we're looking for in terms of social. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that it's mostly unconscious and mostly like out of our awareness. And so Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. that, like that thing of like, what, like, why are we always interacting with each other? Like, what are, what is the thing that's going on there that we're trying to like get and, Mm -hmm. you know, freeze and stuff? And some uh, kind of framing. I think it's just care. I think it's just like, it's just like emotional, social care. I don't know. That's, is it, is it, is it commonality? I mean, is there some... I wouldn't say commonality. Maybe resonance. Okay. Hmm. Frequency. Resonance might be a thing. Yeah, something like that. Because, like, I don't think I have too much in common with Joseph, but I think there is, there are, like, hints of resonance that I, like, want to tap, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that, which is, it is, you're on a common frequency, but commonality sounds like you're wanting to be the same. The same, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And there, it's not necessarily sameness, but it's right. like, oh, there's like something, yeah. something sharpening here. I don't know, maybe sharpening so, is the wrong word too. There's, there's another angle that's coming up for me too around uh, people like doing exchange to get something, mm-hmm. like in a social way. So like in self-pres, that makes sense. And even sexually, that makes sense. But then like socially, people will be like, oh, I will be this kind of person for you mm. so that you'll want to connect with me. It, and it's like, and it, you know, like I will flatter you or I will it has a moral uh, goodness laugh, laugh at your jokes, mm, mm-hmm. you know, and even if I don't really think they're funny so that you will give me this. Oh yeah. Me. That, that, yeah. Yes. That kind of exchange <laughs> thing is always very odd because it makes well, sense to me to the other instincts, but it's like, seems like that's the instinct you don't want that kind of exchange in mm-hmm. most of all, because you know, if you want yourself to be connected to rather than your, your product or service, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's a well, thing there. That's the piece that's, or an aspect of that is that's, I think what feels fake about social yes. to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's this kind of thing with these, uh, Tom Con and all these teachers that just say, yeah, I like this, you know, other teachers books, even though they, they don't mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. feel that way. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's this fake sort of like, let's, I want them to give me the same sort of affirmation. So I'm going to say, I like their book. So they'll say that they like my book. I'm right. not going to say that their book is trash, even though I think it is because I want them to, I want to be still in the club. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Maybe communion is a different word. Like there's like, I don't know, because that can be varying levels. Like the the types of friends that just like go party and you know just like drink tequila together. That is still a kind of like oh, we're communing around mm. the same thing for a moment, you know. And like and of course like okay, so I think the fakeness comes from this is just going to have to be a big conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think the fakeness comes from like the way that the social instinct can be distorted. Right. It's it's it may be right. partially an attachment thing. Like, I'll give you what you're needing right now as a placeholder for the real thing that we mm, get to eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Frequency, I think, gets at it because that's sort of elemental. So it's sort of mm-hmm. baseline. And then, I mean, maybe other words or descriptors come out from that seed idea or something. Well, also, yeah, because we... it's not really it's not really tension the way that polarity is. Right. Right. You know, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. it's sameness. Anyway, right. you know, like in astrology, maybe it's like like a positive aspect or something like that. Like it's not mm-hmm. sameness; it's just like a compliment, maybe. Mm. Right. Versus, like, you know, tension and polarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in um, human design, like two people like just filling each other's energy lines mm-hmm. and centers together, and it's kind of like that seems like, and then something gets enhanced through that, and that seems like what social chemistry is about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like. Uh, this part of me gets turned on and that part of me gets turned on and it's possible mm-hmm. through this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compliment might be it. Not compliment is in like you're pretty, but compliment, sure, right. the complimentary mm-hmm. might be it. Cause I wouldn't say sexual instinct is complimentary. Oh, hell no. Right. It's not, you know, it's more yeah. upsetting than that. Yeah. <laughs> I think inclusion is part of social also safety. Maybe is just too self-prezzy, there's, but there's something yeah, in there. there's a piece of around inclusion that I think of as sort of in the abstract invitation. Mm. There's a piece of yeah. social that's an invitation. I mean, some of, that's part of what 
some of the fake stuff feels like you're giving me a, a fake inter- invitation mm-hmm. and you don't really mm-hmm. mean it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're supposed to do it. Yeah, just like the gestures. Yeah. Remember, David, I think you've written an article where you were talking about social as a three-dimensional yeah. matrix. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's not really helping and simplifying this, but I do, re- <laughs> I do remember help that helping me understand how multifaceted this sort of idea of connection can be and the ways that social types are sensitive to frequency, if you want to call it that. I don't know if we can find a better word, but that's what I'm using for now. So these different dimensions of frequency, and so I think in the example you talked about, like, all right, for like different levels of awareness or intelligence or mm-hmm. um, different ways that we're signaling uh, based on certain values. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's got the left and right, talking three dimensions, it's got the left, right, as in like literally political left, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the forward, backward, which is degree of participation. Mm-hmm. And then there's the vertical, which is rising socially based on mm-hmm. whatever your content or yeah, hierarchy so, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, since you're the only social type here, like <laughs> I'm trying to understand because I, I do sense this like uh, social anxiety and it's not like just generalized social anxiety, but whenever two social types are involved with each other, it feels mm-hmm. like they're trying to find each other. And I'm trying to understand what, what is such a big deal about what's happening? Like, you know, just like bring me into that experience of what, what is the big deal that you're trying to find and why does it feel like, you know, do or die? Yeah, that's a good question. Why is it a big deal? I don't know. The first thing that comes up is like, you know how dogs meet and they like have to circle each other a million times and just like sniff each other out and stuff like that. That is a little bit how it feels when two social types are meeting for the first time of just like, you know, it's not um, it's not an automatic polarity that we're measuring for any kind of tension. Um, We're not looking necessarily to each other for like securing resources or anything like that. It's just like, a hey, who are you? Mm -hmm. What's What's going on? What are your, I, I don't want to say stats because it's not necessarily that, but it's like, what are you about? Yeah. Um, and how does that, how can that, like, does your sphere that you exist in, can that fit in mine or can I fit in yours? Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because if not, like, this is from my perspective, like, okay, what do we have to offer each other then? Like, what are we, mm-hmm. there's no point. Okay. So it's like uh, trying to feel around for the potential for connection points. Is that it? Like. Uh, like all these different ways that people can connect in a three-dimensional way and it's like you're trying to figure out how if the potential for that but but is it partly a filter like like um if you don't like who they are and what they're about then there's a social no right like Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah, for me, like when I meet somebody and I don't like them, they get like the avatar of me, you know, like I'll keep my front kind of like facade or whatever, but that's also colored with me being a nine and triple attachment and stuff like that. But like, if I don't like you, I'll give you like the niceties and stuff like that. But um, I know that I just know that we're not going to get any closer. Mm-hmm. I don't totally even know how to flesh that part out. But it's kind of like, okay, this is as close as we can get. Yeah. Like our Venn diagrams don't overlap. And especially distinguishing that from sexual, um, you know, we've talked about this before, like an intense polarity is having nothing in common and how that's like no social at all. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, no, there's no overlap. There's no compliment. It's just opposite. Right. Um, and social, I think, is intrinsically trying to look for like where the Venn diagram overlaps. Hmm. Who are you and what are you about is interesting as a, well, just something I don't relate to. Uh, I, I can try to sort of find it in the sense that with polarity, when, you know, as a sexual type, you're very sensitive to what kind of polarity that you're experiencing and it's and how strong it is. And I can imagine with social, if I were a social type, it'd be like 
tracking all the different ways. How, how good of a connection is this based on how well we're linking up or our parts or our whatever it is that we're into matches up? And so there's mm-hmm. that feeling. I guess I'm trying to find a word for that it's like sense of social chemistry instead of right. Social chemistry. Just liking someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, is it frequency? Is that still a, a good enough word? I would imagine, like on a body level, it has something to do with feeling regulated by somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. Like, it's pro- like that's probably what res like, like what we call resonance or something. It's like just mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's like we've talked about with the zones, like us social blind idiots. It's like, oh yeah, this helps regulate me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yeah a thing that happens, and we forget that it's even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think like the family part of, um, I don't know. I think family, not obviously the people that you're born into, but that is a social word. You know, like the family you choose is a social instinct process because family are not people you want to fuck, you know. (laughs) Are you sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Incest porn is huge right now. (laughs) Resonance. Well, you know, I think, I guess what's interesting with this, because with sexual, it's like you're not like doing math in your head that you're into somebody like it's just happening on a body level and you're responding uh and i would imagine you know some of the closest friends i've ever had you just somehow know and sense that oh this is i like this person and we somehow belong together we should do things together and that math is happening on a body level Mm-hmm. And it's interesting like to actually like do the math later and, and then realize, oh, you have so many things in common. So it's interesting that how there's like a, a body sense for what has resonance and what, what you're on the same frequency with without like sort of like, okay, John's, a, you know, he's a social blind and he's uh, also a firstborn and with rejection parent, you know, like, right. yeah, those yeah. things aren't that. happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like... Stats. And I know that sometimes social and of course, like distorted social instinct is that right? Like it's like mm-hmm. it is the measurement of accolade, not accolades. That's like two, three ish a word. But like it's the measurement of like how aligned are we together? Mm-hmm. You know, it is like tracking what political party you're following and what oh. kind of tax bracket you're in. I don't know. I don't, maybe yeah. not that. I don't know. For some people. Um, yeah. yeah. Like it's like that's a lot of like the hierarchical stuff. Um, but I think the essence of the social instinct is care in a lot of ways. It's just like a measurement of who do you care for? Um, and, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know if this uh, makes sense, but it feels to me like social is higher up um, in your conscious mind or something. It feels like it's more, yeah, just, awake in a certain way Hmm. i don't know if that makes sense do you get socially turned on by people like is there such a thing as a social burner like you i can't wait to you know connect with this person is that happening um i mean i probably wouldn't frame it like that but yeah (laughs) i mean yeah there are definitely people that i've met before and i'm just like wow that's a cool person like i want to get to know them more or like i just want to be around there (laughs) talking about us (laughs) right (laughs) We're the only ones. We're the first ones you've found right. in your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is a different kind of like activation. You know, it's like not, it's, I don't know, at least to me, it's just like, it's not a sexual activation, but it's still something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Like a social charge is still happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like, who do you feel good around? Not necessarily brings you pleasure, but just like, who do you feel good around? Hmm. And who do you want to make feel good? Again, not on a pleasure level, I guess, if you want to do that too, but like not necessarily on a pleasure level. It's just like, I, I, it's like, that's part of the regulation thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, who do you feel good around? I mean, that's probably why we go back to friends. It's like, totally. Like, like people saying, 
like people saying laughter is therapy and all that stuff like that like it's it's a it's just a different form of regulation there's obviously mm -hmm. no like sexual gratification that comes from that or like any kind of exchange of resources or or anything like that it's just like a social i was gonna say harmony but that's too nine charged that's but you get nine. it <laughs> john do you have a thing around like where social is in the body oh yeah um i've talked about this before but I talked about, I told you all about that story about like uh, meeting that girl, getting stuck on the bus with her and being really close to her and feeling mm -hmm. like um, realizing that because she was so close, the way she was speaking to me was like having an impact on my body. And instead of going to my head to respond to her, I was just kind of following the mm. sensation and the, the conversation flow. Yeah, I remember that story. Um, so I think one of the best ways to uh, locate social is like, that feeling you get when you greet a friend at the airport, you know, like suddenly you're, there's like a, your body posture opens. There's like, you're oriented to them. You're not, uh, like turned on. You're just like yeah. expansive. There's kind of like a warm feeling. Um, and it's, it's like, you know, starts in the solar plexus, but like goes out to the arms and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I think, I think it's that, I think that feeling's a really, like a really good, kind of a snapshot that everybody can relate to that's like a uh enhanced version of what i think goes on just sensorial sensor, sensation wise with somebody that you just like and you're just around you know because mm -hmm. you're like oh there's a person here whereas you know i mean like the the corollary is like um when you don't like somebody and you can like you feel yourself just like yeah. can't quite let yourself engage with them you know and you're like <laughs> sometimes you can't look at them or like you're you know whatever it's like you know people i'm uh really just like turned off by i can always feel my body language to them when i'm talking you know just yeah, to, like yeah, yeah it, it makes me think of uh what's happening where's what's a disconnect where i get blindsided by oh i didn't sense into how i actually feel about this person who's now a major problem that I need to get rid of. But then some of the most important friendships that that feeling did happen and I did clock it. And I, and so sometimes I'm like, why am I, why is it that there are part times in my life where I'm sensing into this very clearly and at other times where I'm just completely disregarding this sensation and I'm like, why the fuck did I let this person into my life? You know, that, that whole thing. <laughs> I think uh, for me, like, I'll like sort of, I don't know, some people I just like close off immediately. And some people I'm just kind of like, if I see one little quality, I'm like, oh, they're fine. And I don't mm -hmm. reconsider. And I, I wonder if social types are think like kind of churning more. It, well, it's a bigger uh, vision of what the person is all about, as opposed mm -hmm. to like plugging into this modular thing. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a, for, at least for me, it's like a very slow uncovering process. Like if I liked somebody the first time, sometimes I can get nervous to see them again the second time because I'm like, well, now I'm going to find something out I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's at least for me, it's just like constantly updating. And, and who knows, maybe that's like in another part of my typology or something like that, like six or something like that. But I'm constantly like, it's almost like a, a big coloring page or something like that. And you're just coloring everything in to eventually see the big picture. Yeah, no, it definitely At has least a for me. tracking, a real-time tracking piece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The real-time yeah. piece is like important for when it's your dominant instinct, you're always up updating. Yeah. You know, whereas mm -hmm. the blast instinct, you want, it, you want it to be done and taken care done. of so you can move on. So as soon as you decide somebody's cool, like you just want to slot yeah. them into okay they're cool and then you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to update it it's sort of like uh you know you totally. see some of the self press blinds it's like they just want it to be done they like od will have like uh uh you know he's social sexual and he got into health and fitness and he started like getting really serious about nutrition and now he has all his food in this big duffel bag you might think he's like he has self press somewhere but it's like right. self press blinds will just i want it contained in this one solution and it's all handled <laughs> And, uh, and maybe that's the way we're doing social is like, yeah, I, I checked that person out. I, I had a good experience <laughs> right. with them and I don't ever want to think about it anymore. And I'm not updating, <laughs> you know, that this person just handled this situation this way. Maybe I shouldn't have them in this part of my life anymore. You know, that sort of thing.
<laughs> well, there's also what, what I'll do is out like now that you're saying that, what just reminded me of was something I do is I, I think I'm outsourcing social sometimes by like, like one of you guys will be like, oh, yeah, this person's cool. And I'll be like, all right, they're fine. That's it. Right. And, yeah, 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 totally. I get so nervous. Yeah. I get so nervous when you guys say someone's cool. I'm like, we right. don't know that that's true. <laughs> we don't know the, that that's true. And since you're all last... socially lazy, I'm just like, okay, exactly, <laughs> exactly what John what says. Is. I'm like, cool. It's all on me then. Thanks, guys. So do you guys experience, as, the, as social blinds here, do you guys experience confusing like sexual attraction for social attraction? Uh, what? Do you mean like so. somebody I'm socially attracted to, I'll think I'm sexually attracted to? Yeah. I don't think oh, so. No. Don't that think a, so. That's a... Well, because here's the thing. I, with That is like the last layer. It takes a while to get there because you're so focused on, oh, I, this is what I find interesting. This is what I'm turned on about you or this is how you might be useful to me. Um, it's rare that that's the first layer or the first filter that I see someone through mm -hmm. because it takes a while for me to actually decide if I like somebody because when I say I like somebody, it usually means I think I, I find them interesting. Like, I think, yeah, like I, I think they're interesting, which And that's part of your sexual measurement, right? Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, because yeah. I wondered sometimes yeah. with social blind, I'm like, how do you guys have friends at all with people you don't want to fuck then? <laughs> if like that's the filter oh, that yeah. it has to go through. No, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting people. I have a lot, you know, a ton of friends uh, that I don't want to fuck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, a lot of it, too, is that it's like the, there's there's no attraction, so then I can go to the social kind of quickly in that case, you know, like, but it's still through the interesting lens. So it's like this person's like, they seem like they'd be like, I don't know. It's it's like oh, I, I see he's being friends. Like there's a cool thing there, but there's no attraction issue. And but they're like oh, they have an interesting thing to offer. Well, mm -hmm. okay, so like to, a to consummate be, attraction or something like that. To to make it more specific, because it's not like sexual is all about who you might want to fuck. It's it's sure. a sense yeah. of you could have friendships based on what, how do we link up and how how do we how do am I experiencing this like mutual co-creative unpredictable. Uh, um, polarity thing and so my friendship can be completely based on whenever we get together something some happens creative energy is happening here and so sometimes that'll pull me into people that i should have nothing to do with because maybe for whatever reason whenever i hang out with this dude like it's just fucking ridiculous comedy and i'm so entertained or whatever or maybe i like the I chemistry i can get into friendships based on just their personality and my personality is creating some magic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do about their personhood. It just happens like whenever we meet up, something interesting is happening. So it's like a special chemistry, which is kind of what sexual is, right? It's yeah. Individual, mm -hmm. It's individualized. And so if that's not happening, it's very difficult for me to want to be friends with somebody. Mm -hmm. They might be a great person, but I mean... Um, yeah, to be honest, if, if I didn't have sort of like a creative chemistry with these guys, maybe I wouldn't find our connection as interesting. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. totally. mm -hmm. or Joseph, like there's a, there's a way that an experiential portal is open whenever we meet up and that's why I keep coming back. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, of course I like them as human beings, you know what I mean? But like, there's like a, a drug thing that's happening. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, there's definitely been some people that I've wanted to have a lot of sex with that didn't have this thing with. Like, it's just, oh, you're attractive to me and I want to have sex with you. But <laughs> versus some people you have this thing with, but maybe the sex isn't necessarily the thing or even an option. It's just like, I'm getting high off our chemistry. I just, I just like that, like, uh, you're attractive, I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I see. So on that level that you're describing, they're like, you're attractive, I want to have sex with you. That has not hit the social, what do we have together kind of thing? No, totally. Yeah. That's still okay. self-prezzy. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it takes, a, it takes a while because it's like the social feels, well, maybe because I'm not as sensitive to it, it takes a while to figure out what kind of person are you? Like, what do you care about? Uh, how are we, like, aligned? And, um, yeah, like, do I just like you without anything happening? 
it takes a while to find that because everything, the other stuff is super loud. Right, right, yeah. Do you guys, what do you, okay, <laughs> this has become an interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you, what do you value about that? Not about the, um, not about the like, uh, like a consummation or anything like that, but like, what do you value about finally getting to the social instinct? Like when you reach that level, like, okay, there's not a like polarity, like a dynamic, but we have a kind of co-creative something, something. Um, and now I consider this person a friend. Well, okay. Um, with OD, what eventually happened is like, you realize that we have a lot of commonalities. We grew up in, you know, we grew up in Nigerian families and we had like, you know, parallel upbringings. And so there's a lot of ways that we could deeply connect to certain things he understood about me that, uh, we could understand about each other. And we had similar aims creatively and different or similar challenges of being like firstborn Nigerian sons who were trying to do something that didn't involve being a lawyer or doctor or whatever. And, and so just like you end up realizing, oh, we can, we really connect in this, you know, we have a resonance or we're on the same frequency. Yeah. I was going to say, do you, so do you relate to resonance in that? Um, in yeah. That like frequency is probably, I, I like frequency. It's like, oh, we are side by side on the same path. Like we mm -hmm. are actually going in the same direction. Uh, it's not just that this is fun and, and interesting and, and we're, our vibe is co-creative in some kind of way is we're actually on the same road, like we're mm -hmm. side by side. And around the same time I met uh, Chisara, she's also a six, and mm -hmm. she's like, we're like, three of us are like these weirdo Nigerians, which is extremely rare. Nigerians are some of the most conservative, uh, basic people on the planet. And so <laughs> if you go to like Nigerian parties, like people like seem like they're already grandmas, you know, like they're just... <laughs> And so to have like creative, um, weird Nigerian friends, just something that I didn't foresee happening. And we, I didn't, you know, in time, like realize, oh, like we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same frequency of person. And it creates like a, a certain kind of like immediate closeness that it feels good to be around each other. Um, and so that was not something I planned, but. Yeah, I, I value it, but it's also something I didn't seek out. Like it, it's mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it just happened. That's a interesting way to put it. Of side by side, you said that, and there was like a sting there because I like haven't really, uh, like I guess with you guys is where I feel it, but mm -hmm. I haven't really felt that before with anybody. You know, like mm. um, I don't remember exactly, Alexander, what your first, or your question was, but what do you value about the connection? Mm -hmm. yeah i mean for me the it was kind of like entertainment you know like mm -hmm. in the sense of uh like being a real little kid have people to play with uh but i didn't i was mostly you know solitary played with like action figures by myself a lot and then uh and then um as i got older like i think i think i said during the social pain episode that uh i was really solitary and I realized uh, I needed to have friends to have interesting experiences. And I found friends that were very funny later in college and did bring me to some interesting experiences. Um, but yeah, I haven't really, uh, you know, I've had like, I have friendships that are like with people that are like, there's, there's fun or entertainment or something in common. But, uh, uh, you know, I guess like with, with Colleen Mary Siena and Simon and um, I had something like that. but it. I don't know. It wasn't really, yeah, I don't know. There was like a, when you said that side by side thing, I was like, oh, wow, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's also like a, a body type framing, probably, you know, that kind of physical. You probably have friends like that. You might not, I mean, it seems like you do from where I'm sitting, that you see yeah. some people right. that seem like to be on the same jaunt, like, you know, you've had friends for a long time. No, I've. Uh, I have a lot of great friends, but it hasn't been quite like mission on the same mission. Maybe hmm. it's not like I would say that we have the same mission. It's, it seemed like, Oh, we have, you know, like we were, we've come from similar worlds in a sense. And, uh, we're dealing with somewhat similar challenges 
maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a holding, I think, that you guys are able to provide each other being uh, Nigerians in America. Mm -hmm. Um, So something that comes up. Okay, so I understand the like needing friends to have um, experiences, but that is still even a kind of objectification of people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so my next question is, how do you guys recognize when you are being cared for? And then how do you recognize when you care for other people? Like, how do you recognize when someone cares about you? Because I think that that is like, and maybe I'm biased, Effie kind of bullshit, but I think that's a big part of social. It's like recognizing, it's like, it's, how do I say this? It's like, like extending the force field from just me to now it's you and me now it's us you know like how do you guys recognize that um yeah that you care about people well <clears throat> i mean i think for me if 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 i like someone um i'm going to go out of my way to to be i don't know useful to them or you know like maybe we have common interests and at some point, I'm going to do something to help them out, you know, like to go out mm-hmm. of my way to give a fuck. And, you know, it's, it's, and it's not uh, so intentional as I see with a lot of other uh, people with social, but it's kind of like, you know, people sometimes come in the group and they're just like, how do I contribute? Like they're trying to find a way to, you know, help out in some kind of way. And that's a way, that's a bid for connection. And so, uh, you know, sometimes I've met people and we had a good time and, and it's like, hey, man, let's hang out again. And we go do something again and and you make an effort to care about something personal about them. And, you know, just trying to be it's like I like you or and not, not say that I would say this, but it's like I'm, I'm already assuming uh, this is someone that I like and I would like to be their friend. And so I, I start acting as if mm-hmm. until. I mean, unless something bad happens to make me realize that I shouldn't be friends with them, but that's kind of like what happens. I've, I've made at some point a decision that I would, that I would like to be closer to someone and I start acting as if they were my friend. <laughs> it's very Listen. cute to hear you guys talk about this because it's like five-year-olds talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've made one... the decision to be their friend and then I would like to be their friend. Like, it's very cute. <laughs> one thing that it feels like with... <clears throat> social blinds is i have a sense of whatever connection you know we're starting or have had there's an isness to it it just is and that's mm. i mean that gets at a piece of what social is which is communication but it's like uh just sensing that it's real and mm-hmm. it's almost uh cheapens it sometimes to articulate it maybe Mm -hmm, yeah to give it air yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think that i think inclusion is a big social word too Mm. not like including everyone or anything like that but i think the the communication is really just a byproduct of include or like Mm, like um a medium of inclusion um yeah there was something else I was going to add. Okay, so this is bringing it back to that care question. Kind of what I'm hearing is, and this might just be an assumption, but um, I'm hearing that you guys don't realize it until until it's happened. Like, it's not necessarily like an intentional effort. And I think that's like the normal way yeah. that things work is like you don't really realize you care for people until until something like activates that. Mm-hmm. Um And so I'm sensing because I know the three of you and I know the three of you get like angry on your friend's behalf and get protective. And like Emika, you're like known for like if somebody fucks with someone you care about, they're going to go down. So like, like that is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that is like, I think you extending like that is you including people in your world. Like now who you are, what you have to offer somebody, you know, like I think it was last year or something like that. You said that if somebody is messing with one of us, that they're messing with you yep, or something like that. And you were like real heated and sensitive about it. <laughs> um, Serious. So yeah. Like what is that? I'm not sure what I'm asking, but like, do you have a sense for when that starts? Like when you start to, 
when you start to realize or feel that you're like willing to include somebody and that you're like looking out for them. Because if we take it back to like a biological kind of thing, like herds of mm -hmm. animals are social. And it's like very important that you take care of every person in the social pack uh, because that compromises the whole pack or whatever. You know, I think for me is that it's, it's pretty rare that I like people and I feel connected to them. And so <clears throat> sometimes I think what can happen, especially for us, is that uh, we think that we might be liking somebody. And so you kind of like include them a little too fast. And so it's just a rare thing that I like people and I start to feel connected and the connection is actually happening that when that starts to happen, it's like, okay, yeah, this person seems like somebody I would, um, could be really close to. And it's just, a sometimes I experience that kind of connection, but it's not really deep. So once like a deep connection starts to happen, it feels like we're already family. And that's mm -hmm. when, that's when that whole, it's our kind of like a given already that you know, I'm going to protect you like, like I, I would myself. So, but it's rare. It doesn't happen very often. I think mm -hmm. you think Alexander is about it. It's like, uh, I recognize it after it's happened kind of a thing. Like if somebody gets fucked with, you know, then, then, and then there's emotion about it. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I've experienced at least, John, David, I think, shows it in a different way, but I've experienced definitely John and Amica getting angry on other people's behalf. And David, I see your kind of social your social extension as wanting to be there for people while they're going through something, like really in like experiencing emotion with them. I think that is your version of self-regulating, yeah. whereas John and Amica, I think, have more of a, um, especially Amica has more of like a, let's keep the i the kill you hassle yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. defend your honor right. yeah yeah i'm doing nine empath stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and so john has this version of that too yeah but no it's an interesting those are great questions because uh trying to find it uh in some ways it's almost like i feel like sometimes if this the, if you're blind in an instinct and you can figure it out you, it, you have a better chance of finding the best language for it because you're kind of reaching in the dark mm -hmm. and yeah so i'm always interested to find it to to see people that are blind in an instinct to sort of find it so that's kind of what's happening for us it's like oh yeah like i get like the feeling of being on the same wavelength being side by side um that's what it feels like it's like oh wow it's it feels like our lives were aligned so that we could meet and we could for whatever amount of time do life side by side in some kind of way it feels that way it feels like oh we were supposed to meet like we were supposed to you know do stuff together that's the way i feel about these guys it's like mm -hmm. we were on a collision course and we were always going to do stuff together like that was a thing that was meant to happen and that's what social feels like to me like you feel like there was a connection that was made long before you met like Mm. there's some alignment that was already in place yeah yeah i think that's a good way to say that because i think a lot of the instincts just like incidentally get talked about as if you know sexual is either there or it's not there is a way that that like social extension and social offering um that desire to include people is also there or it's not Mm -hmm. At least to me, there's, of course, mm -hmm. like social self-pres kind of takes the the personal out of it sometimes because it can just be based on like society. We've got to take care of like a big expansion thing. Um, but I do think that as like a social resonance is it's just there or not. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you yeah. want to care for someone or you don't. And there's like kind of nothing you can do about it. You can still there's still like a social um, obligation to take care of people. But on a personal level. Um, there's really nothing you can do about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard so many social types say stuff about, yeah, well, in response to the social episode that we did, just dealing with their own loneliness and and making friends, and um, I bet it would be tough to be a social type and like really want connections, but like feel crippled by all the different things to to track and connect on. Yeah, it's yeah. I feel like uh, there's like a certain like 
basic respect I want everybody to just like have, you know, like I hate when people, like I've said this last time, but like, I don't mind uh, riling people up and provoking them and like getting people upset, but like I hate hurting people's feelings. And so it's like, that's a thing, like there, that's kind of like a universal thing. But in terms of like, if I'm going to, yeah, like if, like if there's a social connection or not, that's just there or not. And yeah, I guess that's like to, to, to Alexander, you know, you, you comment on how that sucks. It's like, yeah, it's like, a, it's like the same way people are always trying to make sexual happen. And, you know, you know especially between people that just doesn't happen. Uh, it's the same thing with social where it's like just trying to make it happen. And I think part of our, uh, part of our issue is that we're super isolated, you know, like just generally, like we don't have a long exposure to people. And so it's not only that, uh, it's not only that it's hard to like meet people, but it's like, I think that there's certain something about being around people, skills that atrophy, mm-hmm. you know, even for social types. And then the opportunities to connect with somebody come by so relatively infrequently um, that, you know, that it's like, oh, there's a little something here. Let's like try to make it happen. Let's try to make it happen, you know? And, and even that thing too about the isolation is like, it is harder to have that like side by side with somebody in a thing where, I mean, I don't see anybody but Alexandra and my clients and you guys on a regular basis, basically. And then occasional friend, um, I was at my, we did a meeting, uh, a week retreat with my Gurdjieff group here at just like, we have a center in the, in the city. And um, I love the group because there's like, there's a real energy that happens when people who work together are like together. Like Alexandra said that she like really had this heart center experience, you know, just like, whoa, like the, the meditation just amped up. But there's also this thing of um, like, the the leader's a social type and uh you know you can tell he like he's he's very um how do i put it like he doesn't leak very much you know he he's kind of he takes the the leadership thing very seriously but at the same time like he does really enjoy being with everybody and he's like i don't know he's he you can see him going there and so for me like being there i always feel like i could just be like not kicked out like i don't think that like would oh i did something wrong kicked out but just like i could just like never show up and it would just never it would not make a ripple in the force you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. uh so that that feeling is like everywhere for me is like i feel like if i just like delete myself somewhere the, there's no ripple effect you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. john and emica do you feel similarly mm, I like mean, a, another part of it is like social impact, right? I think that's what John's speaking well, to. Him not recognizing his social impact. Well, it's partly the thing we've talked about before of uh, not recognizing your whole personhood. Yeah. <clears throat> well, as an assertive type, that's a little bit harder be- because right. uh, it feels like I'm exerting a lot of energy outward. So I know that if I stop doing that people would wonder what the fuck happened <laughs> you know because i do take up some space um no not really <laughs> so there's that but i am i sometimes i do get surprised when people reach out and i'm like hey i haven't seen you in a while what's, what's going on and i'm like i i didn't know you gave a fuck to that degree uh or i run into somebody and they're like hugging me like they really missed me and i'm just like well, like what's you know i didn't know we were that close you know i you know so, <laughs> so you know so there's people who feel really close to you that are like oh wow this connection really means a lot to you and sometimes i feel bad because i can get close to people sometimes and it feels like i just drop the connection completely right and it meant something to them and i have i feel like there's like a graveyard of tons of connections like that that i've just it's like if we don't have some ongoing sort of interesting creative thing to do like i i'm, I'm sorry i'm gonna forget you and uh unless like it's gotten there like it's gotten we've gotten close at least that i felt that we've gotten close but so sometimes i do feel sad that you know it's like oh wow that 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 was a connection and you just completely erased it or, or you moved on from it and this person and they're texting you and they're asking what's going on and how are you doing and it's like oh god 
what was your question? Yeah, what was the question again? <laughs> well, I something <laughs> that brings up for me, I your graveyard of spelling, graveyard of connections. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a bunch of friends like in high school, and some of them went to my school, and some of them went like I went to a different elementary school than I went to high school at. And so some of the elementary school friends continued and made friends with friends with I had in high school. Mm-hmm. And I hated this group in Atlanta. And I was like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And I went to the Pacific Northwest because that's where my family's from. And uh, I love Seattle and all that kind of shit. And I love the weather and I love the atmosphere. But all the guys that I was basically like friends with um, ended up going to school at Georgia. And lived together and made like really strong connections and had all these experiences together. And so then when I moved to New York, they they all moved around the same time. And I mean, we're all friends and stuff like that. But it's just like I clearly missed something, you know. Like mm-hmm. I clearly missed some something, and uh, it never quite was there like it was with the guy together. And so that was kind of like you know that was me kind of like. I'm, fuck the south and just like jettisoning away and not really considering friends and stuff and uh yeah so anyway and that was like coincided with those like extremely isolated years as well so there's a whole mm-hmm. yeah graveyard of, of friendships or graveyard of missed opportunities or something like that yeah i've always felt somewhat cavalier about connections like oh you know i can make new friends but then you get older and you realize the value of connections and you know, when you're when I was a lot younger, you're like, oh, I can go meet new people. But then you realize how rare it is to find people that you mm-hmm. like. You know, mm-hmm. and so I've gotten yeah. a lot more protective and of you know my f- connections now because you just see you realize how shitty people are in the world and how long it takes to meet people that you like. And mm-hmm. um, but I do feel bad sometimes when it's it's this sense that people feel connected to me and I didn't in, in a way that maybe i didn't or i it, like it meant more to them than it meant to me and it felt like i just completely dropped the ball i mean it's maybe i didn't care about them but i'm like all these bits for connection that i don't track <laughs> yeah and i uh i think i also um you know i've got my whole like oh i'm not attractive thing i think that uh probably not like not knowing that a lot of like attraction bids come through social mm-hmm. yeah oh you know, like that's how i think people like meet and get together <laughs> just like not yeah not just not hooking up at bars that's you not gotta, how people yeah. get together you gotta go into the social marketplace to actually yeah uh, do attraction and stuff and, and spend time together yeah such a yeah <laughs> brilliant we're sounding more and more idiots. like we're, we're regressing from five years old to I know, three. I know. <laughs> from even the top of this conversation, you're regressing. No, no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, my question, I'm just remembering, was how do you guys experience, like, do you have moments where you recognize, oh, somebody, this person cares about me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's yeah. not necessarily like a sexual thing or some kind of like resource exchange, but it's like, oh shit, this person is like looking out for me and is like, like their immune or what is it? Their nervous system is affected by mine. Well, first of all, that's rare. Uh, like a genuine care, that's rare. Um, what I do experience, maybe this is just my own lens, is that it feels like uh, most people don't care and the ones that, act like they do they're just fucking nosy they just want to know what what you're up to uh and so i i know that i've had very few people that actually care and those people that did i for fucking for sure were able was able to recognize these are people that i'm going to invest my time into i what hurts the most sometimes is i'll think that someone cares and we've experienced a mutual caring and I just assume that this person is my, a good friend of mine now. Sometimes people act like they care, and then I run into the realization that actually they don't. And um, so it's really rare that I experience that. And when I do experience it, I tend to hold on to it because it is fucking rare. Yeah. Yeah. People are such vampires. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, that thing of uh, just people using each other uh, is so, it's very strange because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm not good at giving anybody attention that I don't like giving attention to. And so then uh, how, like, I mean, Alexander has a horrible story about uh, like a friend that like spread all these rumors and shit, shit talked her but then would be all friendly to her face for like a year. Yeah, I was, and it was still like, like sleeping uh, over at her house and, and stuff. Then, yeah. You know, like, what is she getting out of that? Is she's, I mean, I know she's probably like je- jealous or something. And, you know, it was like but maybe letting off steam or something, but it was weird. She's getting, I mean, in that case. Okay, so this is where my mind was going of like, how does each instinct distort their instinct? And then what is the essence of it? Like, what is, what is like, done with integrity right what is it with each instinct there is with sexual there is like the narcissist that just wants all of the attention without like the engagement right or i don't know how you guys would want to frame that up but there is like the person that just wants to be attractive without the like transformation or something like that um billionaires (laughs) for Mm self-press um and then for social i think the distortion is trying to um offering a kind of like fake care as a way to get real care without actually reciprocating that. And like in the instance of um, in the situation of that friend from high school uh, that I have, I think that was what she was doing. I think she was trying to get care and get inclusion and get, you know, like a big herd around her or something like that. Um, Yeah. It's just a greed thing. This guy, might I'm um, referring to a two-year-old social instinct, but what do you mean by care in that case? Like, what what kind of care happens there? Like, just being kind of getting attention, like relevant to somebody. No, it's not attention. It's like um, I don't know how to sum it up succinctly, but it's like somebody looking out for you, somebody that is checking on your like. Mm-hmm your okayness you know like someone that's checking well, like that wants well for you it's kind of like the parent association with social yeah mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of uh maybe like celebrity where like you know the celebrity thing and a lot of why people want to be celebrities is like people care about you but you don't care about them and yeah. it's like a power game yeah. yeah you know and maybe maybe it's that kind of a thing because mm-hmm. I, I think I experience this a lot of people can maybe sense up front that I don't like like 99% of people and they don't, they make it their goal to get me to give them some kind of affirmation that I might Mm -hmm. like them, but they're not actually interested in me. They're just interested in being, um, you know, someone I've accepted, even if it's momentarily, you know, it's like they want me to give a fuck about them because they can sense that maybe I don't give a fuck about anything. Because they, they get this sense from me that I care about them, and I find out pretty quickly that they don't give a shit about me. It was just this, to try it's to get social in. social conquest? Yeah, yeah. Social I've conquest exp- is good, I've yeah. experienced that a lot. They want to be liked by the grumpy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot to flesh out there, like social status and social... Um, I don't know. I guess that all works with status, like who has the most like social currency points, stuff like that. Like it is all um it is all used as a navigational tool. Like political campaigns are social and only social. <laughs> There's no sexual in that. Of course, it's mm-hmm. backed by self-pres resources, but it's like just a social campaign. Um the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial was a battle of social reputation. Mm-hmm. Because what was happening was they were being, I can't remember the specifics of it now, but it was like some person's reputation was like going into the trash, which was costing them. Not necessarily money, but it was like when people don't like you, you get excluded, which means that you're like left out on your own, oftentimes to die if we're taking it back to like a sociological level. So like being liked and being accepted is a... Um, Currency. Yeah, it's, it's, an important, it's an important thing to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more people like you, the like safer you are in a certain way. You know, the more longevity you're going to have because uh, everybody cares about you. Mm-hmm. I'm reading uh, this book, The Dawn of Everything. 
And, um, you know, it's about kind of unpacking a lot of the uh, popular or like stories that we have about the origins of human civilization and stuff like this. And, you know, that it's not just this thing of like, oh, uh, there were hunter gatherers and they became farmers. And then, you know, so it's, you know, then cities have developed and whatever. And it's really fucking good. And it's like, goes all over the place in places you wouldn't expect. Um, but one of their points is that at least a lot, most pre or pre is not the right way to put it, but like most pre were probably much more experimental and varied than we think. And um, a lot of societies likely had um, seasonal changes in status and hierarchy. Hmm. And so, like, uh, during, um, during, like, half of the year, there might be this more, like, quote-unquote egalitarian, everybody's equal, sharing a lot, maybe even um, matrilineal and kind of all together, everybody's sharing a lot. And then there'd be a hunting season, and it would become very authoritarian. And everybody'd be, like, and there'd be, like, even police, you know, in it. And pu- strict punishments for somebody fucking up the hunting party uh, or fucking around. But, you know, one of the th- arguments that the authors make it, is that um, a lot of these societies seem like they were self-conscious about how people fuck up social hierarchy. And so that, like, if you were part of the, the you know, quote-unquote p- hunting police one year, the next year, another group of people would be the hunting police. So it would have rotating uh, hierarchy, and so it would make things a lot more fair. And you know, in the case that like you're not gonna um, be cruel and abusive to the person that is underneath you, or that you're having to punish even, because they might be the one punishing you next year. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's something. I guess I don't know why that leaps out from what we're talking about, but. I guess the securing like a position relative to other people and holding on to it and using it rather than recognizing that everything's sort of transient and kind of comes and goes and that sort of like almost like breath exchange of social that it seems like, you know, one of of the things they're looking in the book and I haven't gotten to where they might address it is like how society got stuck in one of these modes, you know, got stuck in the hierarchy, um, so to speak. But uh, it's really interesting, really interesting to think that they were even self-consciously designing against the way people grasp for uh, power in social hierarchies. It seems like that would uh, facilitate the evolution of the social instinct because it's because it's changing. That's a that's a lot of tracking, right? right a lot of right. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. That's probably enough for an episode. That's probably good. Yeah, we could continue okay. this. Yeah. This is an ongoing conversation. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> All right. Good All right, y'all. y'all. All right. Okay. Later. Later, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>